Today, we conclude our Triduum meditations with Holy Saturday. Um, and as I was preparing this meditation, I really, um, I was all going to go right into this stuff for the Easter Vigil. Let's talk about the Easter Vigil. Let's talk about uh, the Exaltat and all the readings for the Vigil. Let's just jump right into tonight. And I think a lot of times with Holy Saturday, that's what we do. We, we jump right into the fact that we're going to be celebrating the Easter Vigil in 12 hours from right now, actually. And therefore, that's what we're focusing on. And today should be the day that we um, get everything ready and that it's all about the Easter Vigil. But that um, really misses the point that today is not um, just the Easter Vigil day. Uh, rather, today is Holy Saturday. Today is the Sabbath rest that our Lord took between his death on the cross and his resurrection. And the vigil is really the anticipation of Sunday. Um, Easter is Easter Sunday. It's not Easter Saturday as if uh, in the old uh, rite, uh, in the traditional Latin rite, they... Um, this the mass today was celebrated in the morning, right? That's one of the reforms of Holy Week is that we don't we don't celebrate the vigil, the vigil on Saturday morning anymore. No, it's it's a vigil. It's meant to be after dark. It's kind of it's the anticipation of Sunday morning, but it is still, you know, considered after the sun goes down. It's but we're today right now in Holy Saturday. Uh and we need to focus uh properly on the merits of Holy Saturday. And uh, we can focus on, on three particular points. We need to rest today. Uh, we need to keep silence today. And we need to be ready. We do need to be ready um, for tomorrow. Uh, and so rest. Today is our Lord's Sabbath rest. The Sabbath is um, very much part of the Jewish identity. It's part of the covenant. And it's just right from the first chapter of the book of Genesis, or now the second chapter is where it transitions. Um, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all his work which he had done in creation. The seventh day is, is today. It's Saturday. It's the Sabbath. Um, sabado, right, in, uh, in Spanish. Uh, it's, it's the Sabbath today. Saturday is still called the Sabbath day in many languages. And that this is what it is. Today is a day of resting. Today we rest. Um, our Lord rests in the tomb today. He, um, now he's active, and we're going to talk about that um, another way. But our, our Lord, there's um, supposed to be this time for rest. The Sabbath is, is part of the covenant. Uh, it, we get it then a little bit later on in the book of Exodus. It's, um, it's the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. In it you shall do not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, or your manservant, your maidservant, your cattle or your sojourner who is within your gates. 
For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And similarly, a little later in the book of Exodus, the Lord said to Moses, Say to the sons of Israel, You shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout all generations, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You may know that I, the Lord, am the one who sanctifies you. Today is a day of rest. It doesn't mean um, inactivity. It doesn't mean we sit on the on the couch watching Netflix all day. No, no. Uh, and you know, um, today's rather it's a day. It, today is a very good day of recollection, right? Today is the primordial day of recollection where we where we rest, where we stop, where things are quiet, and we rest with our Lord. Um, Today should be a day not of just mindless. And this is one of the important things about, about times of rest, right? Like our Lord is the one who makes us holy. And so when we rest, we rest in him. Lord, we rest, we rest with you, right? Our Lord is resting today. And so therefore we too uh, should be resting. We should be resting uh, with him. And that... We, I, I know I said this a couple of weeks ago, but that there's something real about this period of time that we're going through in the world. It's kind of like an imposed Sabbath. Uh, it happened throughout the history of Israel that the people began to resent the Sabbath. That, you know, these other nations, they can, they can work for seven days. They can be much more productive than us. And so they resented the Sabbath. And let's try to find ways to get around it. And that... Um, they, whenever there was a period of tribulation in Israel, one of the things we had to get back, we got to get back to the Sabbath. We got to understand the Sabbath. Well, we are going through a type of forced Sabbath right now, that we are being forced to rest. And all those things in our, you know, maybe we've resented rest. Maybe we've resented times of inactivity. Maybe we've resented times when we're forced to stay home. And now it's like, now you have to. Now, um... We need to, we are being given this time where we now need to like slow down. We've all been running around way too much. Who's the one who makes us holy? God does. Our Lord makes us holy. He's the one who sanctifies us. This is the covenant. The covenant is that we take time, we rest with him. And so we are going through in our world a type of Sabbath. We're being forced to stop and to rest. And either we're going to take that time for laziness. I'm sure that there's a lot of laziness going on throughout the world. I, I've heard people say like, yeah, I finished Netflix the other day. Like all of it, right? That's ridiculous. Um, I just, everything, I've, I've watched it all. I'm, I'm sick of garbage TV. I'm sick of all, I've seen everything that's on TV. Like, okay, that, that's a waste. That's bad. That's wasting the Sabbath. Or are we using it to be made holy by the Lord? Are we allowing ourselves to be made holy in this time? Are we taking this time of needed rest? And if we've been running too hard and just staying too too numb, activity has a way of, of numbing us. It's like an anesthesia. 
where as long as I stay busy, and, and many people know this when they go through times of, of sadness, of trauma, um, that we've got to stay busy, right? Got to, got to stay busy. Why? Because once you, I think about particularly like the death of a loved one, that after, after the death of a loved one, there's a lot of things that you have to do. Um, with funeral preparations and the funeral mass and and you know it doesn't really oftentimes hit you until in days later that you've lost someone this is someone that you love that you've lost because you're so busy because the busyness is a type of anesthesia well in our total lives our busyness is like a type of anesthesia and that we are too busy to notice that we need spiritual renewal. And so today, Holy Saturday is, it's a day of recollection. It's a day to kind of stop, to be with the Lord, to rest with him. And part of a day of recollection or a retreat is a time of silence. That today, Holy, Th- Holy Saturday should be marked by silence. In fact, the Office of Readings for today, uh, there's a an ancient homily from the second century. And I know a lot of my brother priests, and I'm doing it right here, we love to share this with people because it is, it's so beautiful. It's the reading in the Office of Readings that everyone pays attention to. I'm sure you can't cite too many other of the second readings like, uh, like this one from Holy Saturday from uh, an ancient homily in the second century. And it begins... Something strange is happening. There's a great silence on earth today. A great silence and stillness. The whole earth keeps silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembled and is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh and has raised up all who have slept ever since the world began. God has died in the flesh, and hell trembles with fear. It's great silence across the whole earth today. Today should be a day for that that silence in the Lord. We need silence. We need silence as part of our interior life. Um, We need silence. Silence lends itself to recollection. And silence is not just the mere absence of speech. That it's not just enough to say, well, I'm going to be silent, so I'm just not going to talk. Right? No, no. Silence is being recollected. It's being tuned in to the Lord. When we stop to chatter with our voices, we stop that chattering. Well, then the heart's able to talk to God. Silence is not some type of annihilationism where it's just like, I want to get to the point of silence where I don't exist anymore. That's not silence. That's not Christian silence. The whole earth today is silent because our king has fallen asleep. God has died in the flesh and hell trembles. When we are silent, we're there with the Lord. And we're able to talk to him. And if our interior life has been lacking, if it's been, um, if, we, if we've been, all you need is silence. 
Silence is like the, the, the jump start. Back into recollection, if we get rid of the noise. And how many of us this Lent, like, tried to get rid of the noise of social media, of garbage TV, of all of that? Like, the goal is not, like, tonight, after Easter Vigil, I'm going to binge watch TV and I'm going to catch up on seven weeks of Twitter, right? I'm like, no, that's, that's not the point. That's not the goal. We need silence. And silence, maybe our, our spiritual lives have been jump-started in a way this Lent. But, you know, I, I love going on silent retreat. My retreat was canceled this year because of um, the needed stay-at-home orders. Um, and I can't stand talking after retreat. Like, it's nice to catch up with friends. It's nice to talk to some other guys who were also silent on the retreat and hear how their retreat went. But then, like, you get back in the car... You start making phone calls, and you just can feel after just talking to the Lord for a week, having quiet, that like the noise, you notice the noise so much more. We live in a noisy world, but in this period of enforced Sabbath, we should embrace more silence, a little bit more quiet in our lives. It's been said with truth. That all is needed to reform a house that has fallen into lukewarmness is that the rule of silence begin to be perfectly observed. The same is true of the individual soul that is eager for its advancement in the spiritual life. If it pays strict attention to due restraint in speech, flagging devotion will revive. That to keep silence uh, with our, that's, that's what we need. And with that, devotional revive. That's from um, Edward Lean, his book, Progress Through Mental Prayer. That if we learn to keep silence, and periods have said, look, that doesn't mean we're called to be saints in the middle of the world. And so it doesn't mean that we can just start ignoring people, right? Oh, hello, Father Casey. Silent. I'm keeping silence. Right? Like, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. That's not what it's like. You know, that, that's no. But rather, you know, when there is, when there's real interior silence, then we can be silent even when others are speaking with us and we're speaking with them. When there's real interior silence, nothing interrupts that conversation with God. And we could be in the middle of the noisiest place in the whole world, but keep silence in our heart. Our heart doesn't get disturbed by these things. Our heart doesn't get riled by them. We have to do our work on exterior silence and curbing unnecessary speech. But if we're called to live as saints in the middle of the world, then we have to know how to keep interior silence, interior recollection. When we leave a retreat, it's not like, okay, well, that's done with silence for another year. Like, no, rather... That exterior silence needs to seep into the inside. And we can maintain interior silence, interior peace. Holy Saturday is a day of silence. You know, there, there's no um, liturgical readings for today, right? Because there's no, there's no mass proper to Holy Saturday. The Easter Vigil, as I said, is the anticipation of Easter so there's no mass proper to, to Holy Saturday. There's no readings for the mass today. 
Uh, there's very few resources to talk about Holy Saturday, except for this ancient homily from the second century and a few other writings of the fathers of the church and the saints. But very, very little. It's very sparse. Because today is a day of silence. Quiet. Resting with the Lord. Sleeping with him. When someone we love is asleep, like, you don't try to wake them up. Right? Our Lord is, is resting. Now he's... He's working, right? Let's, um, but he's doing sanctifying work. He's preaching the gospel. As Christians, on our Sabbath, on our rest, our day of rest, which is Sunday, we observe Sunday, the Lord's Day is the day of rest. Um, we still do holy work. We preach. Um, we, we, we share God's word. We sanctify the day through the celebration of holy mass. Our Lord, it's the tradition um, and the rest of the homily talks about our Lord on this day descended into um, the netherworld and he descended to hell, we pray in the creed, um, but the, the waiting place for, for the just to lead them into heaven. They couldn't go to heaven until uh, after his death on the cross. The doors of heaven were shut and his death on the cross opened them and then he in this day uh, it's beautiful that he goes, he goes to find our first parents, Adam and Eve, right? That, that's what our Lord does. He, he goes in search of them and he preaches the gospel to them. He greets them. Um, it's actually very beautiful, the words that are used in this homily. The Lord approached them bearing the cross, the weapon that had won him the victory. At the sight of him, Adam, the first man he had created, struck his breast in terror and cried out to everyone, my Lord be with you all. And Christ answered him, and with your spirit. He took him by the hand and raised him up saying, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Awake, O sleeper. He goes to awaken those who have died. Our Lord is not in this day of rest and of silence, he, he goes and awakens those who are asleep. He, he leads them into paradise, into heaven. He, those who died in his love before the time of his death. Today we rest with our Lord. We allow silence, recollection, peace, take hold of our hearts. It's important to take today. And even if we're able to be with family, a few friends, if it's permitted, that's great. You know, we shouldn't not talk to each other, but that the whole day should be one of being recollected. Um, interior recollection, interior silence. The silence of love too, right? Because isn't that it? When, when we when we're in love, oftentimes words aren't necessary. That a prayer, the prayer of silence, of just heart speaking to heart. We don't need words right now. Don't, don't ruin a good moment. Um, there's, a, there's a scene from a movie, a, a beautiful um, sunset, and someone's experiencing it for the first time, and the, the older... Um, 
kind of mentor figure just witnessing this this beautiful scene and they're just standing there and they're staring at it and then the older mentor says like you know a lot of people try to say something uh, you you did the right to just don't talk take it in right that's in our prayer sometimes we want to like try to say something babble like the pagans we just we're there with our lord we can be silent with him Lord, you know that I love you. And I know that you love me. Words aren't necessary all the time. Just resting. Resting in the silence of love. The gaze between two people in love. You don't need words. It's just the love. And then today as well, on this Holy Saturday, we do need to be ready. Right? We stand ready for the resurrection. Our Lord said he would rise again. Today in many churches, um, there's you, you got to get every you, you took everything down for Good Friday. Now you got to put it all back up and all the decorations. And there's going to be a serious lack of flowers this year, but we still have decorating to do. That we have to be ready. We have to prepare. Um, we have to stand ready. Our Lord's going to rise, right? Like we know it's just a matter of time. Our Lord will rise again. And so we got to be ready for that. We rest with him, but we're also prepared. When he's, when he's back, we're in all the way. We've, we've had our rest and now, Lord, we're, we're there with you. 100%. We are ready for tomorrow. We're ready for our vigil tonight. We're ready to wait with you. Ready to sing the Easter praises of the church. I have to spend today practicing the exaltet because our deacons and I are here to sing it. So I have to sing it and that's, uh, the Lord gave me my voice and I'm gonna give it right back to him. But it is, um, you know, we gotta be ready for these things. We gotta, we gotta prepare. Um, it's ready when he comes. We're, we're ready to go. We're ready to rejoice. And we need to stay ready. And the best way to stay ready is to stay with Our Lady, our mother. If we stick with her, you know, St. Ignatius in his spiritual exercises has a meditation that as soon as he rose, from the dead, who's the first person our Lord would have gone to see? Like, as soon as he steps out of the tomb, who is the first person he's going to see? He's going to see his mother, our mother. And she, I, I bet, like, she's, she's ready for him. Like, she, she has total faith. Her faith in the resurrection. She didn't doubt what would happen. She heard all the preaching you know, if there's one person that wasn't surprised, I'm sure there was a surprise of, of the love, of seeing a loved one that you just saw put to death. But uh, I'm sure she's not like the apostles that are, what do you mean? Right? What's, what do you mean by this? Right? We're, oh, it must be a ghost, right? No, our, our lady, she gets it so much more right. And... I don't know, like when our Lord appears to the apostles, she's not there. She doesn't go to the tomb early in the morning. Like 
Our Lord had probably already appeared to her. It's, uh, it's Mary Magdalene and a few of the others that go. But our, our lady isn't with them. She's absent. She's already, she knows he's not there. And if the apostles had been smart enough to stick with her, well, then she could have instructed them. Right? She, could, she could have told them what's going on. Um, she was ready for it. And so we today should stay with Our Lady. It's Saturday. It's the day that's traditionally dedicated to her. And so we should stay with her today. We should pray the rosary um, today. We should let Our Lady prepare us for the resurrection and teach us like a good mother. A lot of, a lot of people staying at home these days, maybe staying home with mom. And you learn a lot more of those mom skills. You, you got a lot more time with mom. Well, in our extended Sabbath, we should be staying with our lady, our mom. Our devotion to her should grow exponentially in this time. Our love for her. She loves us so much and she will guide us by the hand to the resurrection, to the celebration of the resurrection. She'll teach us how to be ready. She'll teach us also, though, how to wait in silence, how to rest in the Lord. Mary's our mother. Any day of recollection, if we're not doing it with her, uh, we're doing it wrong. And so we need to, today, we stay with Our Lady. She teaches us all these things. And so um, we ask our mother to, to prepare us for the resurrection, to help prepare us to spend today in rest and in silence and in readiness to celebrate tonight when the sun goes down, the resurrection of her son, our Lord Jesus Christ.